0: Hi and welcome to the Lighthouse Church podcast, where we're diving deeper into God's Word and doing our best to help encourage you in your walk with God. Thanks for joining us. Uh, God is in the movement today. You know that. Now we're going to read a, a little bit of a lengthy piece of scripture because I want you to understand the context of it. Uh, so we're just going to jump in here today in verse five of Exodus fourteen, and we're going to go through fifteen. And just uh, reading this along uh, to ourselves uh, together. So it says, When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials um, changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? Now we have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. And he took 600 of the, beast chari- or the best chariots along. With all the other chariots of Egypt, with officers all o- over all of them, the Lord hardened the hearts of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses, chariots, horsemen, and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea of Pihirath, opposite baal zephon As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. Well, they were terrified. And they cried out to the Lord. Said, they said to Moses, Was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians. You know, I'm going to stop right here. Because some people are very satisfied in being enslaved in their issues. They're very satisfied and very happy. Now, I'm sure that that's not anybody in here, right? We are so happy being there. We're not willing to change. Leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians because that's what they were used to. And it would have been better, it says, for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Well, Moses answered the people. He said, do not be afraid. Now, listen to what Moses says here. Because how many of you know, Moses is a great leader, but Moses ain't always right. Listen to what he says. If Moses answered the people, he said, don't be afraid. Now he's right there, don't be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be, somebody help me, still. Now sometimes there's a time and a season for everything. Sometimes there's a time to be still. And sometimes there's a time to get on it. You know what I mean? And this is not the season to be still. Because this is what God said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. He didn't say, be still. He didn't say, now. see, Moses is doing the, the thing. He's oratorially, he's standing up and he's saying, Now listen, people. Just trust the Lord. He's he's saying what he knows. I mean, I'm I'm Moses is a human being. I mean, you know it's and he's saying be still, trust the Lord. He said you need only to be still. And God said, "What are you asking me for? Get on down the road. Move. I told you to leave. I didn't tell you to stop. I'll tell you when to stop." God says, "Keep moving." Now, so that's why today we're talking about God is in the movement. You see, they had been enslaved in Egypt for like centuries. And so they're getting out. And as they're getting out, they're marching out boldly because they believe God is with them. And you know what? It's easy to be bold before the battle begins. It's easy, right, to be bold when you got money in the bank. It's easy to be bold when you got all your bills paid and you got a good job that you like and you really enjoy making that money. You can, get, you can make a little bit more, but you're still you're okay, right? And it's easy to be bold when everything's going your way. At some point, though, they heard the sound of those chariots that they had heard before. And nobody can tell me, I know that sound because I've heard that sound because I've grown up with that sound in my ear before. And I hear those things chasing after us because Pharaoh had deployed 600 of his choice chariots to bring back the people who represented his entire labor force. Think about that. His entire labor force. What's going to happen to the economy of Egypt because everybody's so used to the Israelites doing all the work? Now what's going to happen? You think, well, right now we're facing things in our country because of various things, and we could talk about political, we could talk about retirement, we could talk about all these things that are going on today that are causing these things, but they were, Pharaoh was on the brink of facing a, a major issue in their economy because all the workers were leaving. And so this is a big deal. So he's after them, and all of a sudden their boldness... Bow down in the face of a battle. But here's the thing I want you to understand this morning is God will use everything to further his purpose, even the enemy. And that's some good, that makes me feel good. That makes me feel good. Sometimes it's not God's will and promise that drives us forward. Sometimes it's the enemy that's behind us that actually is driving us toward our purpose. Because God, I believe God wants to lead us. God wants to entice us to go forward toward his promise but sometimes we are so captivated with the enemy that we move only because the enemy is chasing us so here's the thing an enemy that is in pursuit of us not to ensure God has his way but an enemy that is in pursuit to do nothing but destroy you and God's promises in your life what is what is, what is it say in John 10:10? 10 10? so the thief comes to steal kill and destroy just like that think about that he didn't come to flirt with you. He didn't come to tell you how great you were. He'd come to steal. he came come to steal. Now think about it. What, 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 does, that, what does that look like? He'd come to steal. Um, I mean, think about it. All the, all the necessary qualities in your life that can further your life and your relationship with God, your relationship with people around you, he's come to steal those things. And in the process of stealing those things, eventually what it does is it kills you. And then once it kills you, now he's going to move in for destruction. He's going to destroy anything that your hand has touched, anything that's in your life, those that are around you, those in your family, your children, and everything else. Steal, kill, and destroy. You know, he it, he's not here to make good on things. He's here to destroy you. So what the enemy can't see, though, <laughs> is that God is behind him, causing him to chase me. And that while God is behind him, making him chase me or you, He's also behind me, protecting me from the one that's chasing me, who's he's behind actually... Okay, are y'all getting this? See, the enemy can't do anything to me, right? Without God allowing him to. So who was it that caused Pharaoh to want to chase after God's people? God did, because he hardened his heart. And and so Pharaoh was sitting there saying, Hmm, daggone it, I just let all those people go. Our economy's going to go to pot. We were going to have to actually work. This really stinks. So let's go after him because God caused his heart to be hardened. And so here we are, that God allowed it to happen because he began to chase them because God knew that in all of us is this nature to stop and be comfortable right where we are. And that's where God's people were going. God knew it before they ever stopped. God knew it before. He knew that they would get so far away and they would say, this looks good. Let's stay here. But that wasn't far enough. And see, when God's, I mean, you think about it, when God has called you out of your past, when he's delivered you from your past, he's he's delivering you as far as you can imagine. You need to get away from it. You need to get as far away from it as you possibly can. Understand? Don't flirt with it. Don't, Don't move to the outskirts of town and flirt with it. Get rid of it. Get it gone. It's gone. So what the enemy, though, is interesting because he can't see what's behind him chasing him. These are the moments that God leads from behind. And it happens more than we can imagine. You know, a great leader is one that can lead from the front and also from the back. They can lead from behind just as well. And God does it better than anybody. But thank God we have a creator and a maker that is willing to lead from behind sometimes. Because God leads from behind at times because he knows that we will choose comfortable over the promise more times than not. So the only way to get us to move on and not stay in mediocrity is to chase us toward the promise rather than pull us toward the promise. Because we can get so fixated on the, on the devil that we lose sight of how amazing God is. And I've seen it in church over the years, uh, tons and tons. We'll get up and we'll preach sermons about how bad the devil is, and I'm telling you, he is bad. But let me tell you how much better God is. Right? Let, so is my focus on... This behind me, or is my focus on that's in front of me? Because I believe that, and I've seen it. Oh my gosh, I've seen it through the years. People get up, and, and I've seen it in, in churches. They they preach, they constantly preach on, on against one thing in particular, and then it comes to find out that's the thing that they struggled with, and that's the thing that they ended up having to. I've seen it in pastors before. I said, so, you know, you, 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 they preach on people. You know, uh, having affairs and doing things like that. And then come to find out it was the pastor that was having an affair. It was their own conviction coming out in their own messages. You know, it's interesting. So to me, I don't want my focus to be on the enemy. I want my focus to be on my God. So I'm going to be looking forward. Now I know the enemy's there, but which way am I looking? And which way I'm looking impacts my faith? Am I going to, if I'm looking forward, then my, my faith is going to be impacted in a good way. If I'm looking backward, my faith is going to be impacted in a negative way. Because as I look backward, what happens is fear overcomes me. So the only way to get us to move on sometimes, out of mediocrity, is for God to chase us. And a lot of times he does that through an enemy. Now he's still leading us from behind, but it doesn't mean he isn't in front of us as well, because God is everywhere. It doesn't mean because he slipped to the back and he's allowing the enemy to chase us, because he's chasing the enemy. Now, all of a sudden, God disappeared. No, God is in front. God is inside. God is over top. God is everywhere. So if you don't believe me, look at a popular psalm, Psalm 23. The Lord is what? My shepherd. Well, I shall not want. I like nothing. So it goes on. It says, and he leads, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads, he does what? Somebody help me. He's leading me beside Still, quiet waters, or still waters, whichever, whichever version you're reading. In verse 3, he says that he refreshes my soul. He guides, there we are again, he's guiding me along the right path for his name's sake. And then the next verse, it goes on, even though I walk through the darkest valley. Now, who's leading me? He's been leading me, and he's led me through the dark valley? God ain't supposed to be leading you through no dark valley, Right? Just like McDonald's don't put green peppers in their burgers. Okay, you may not know that one. Okay, so that one goes back in days to Eddie Murphy. And his mama said that he, she could make him a burger just like McDonald's. And she asked for green peppers. And he said McDonald's don't have no green peppers in their burgers. So anyway, so that's all. Some of y'all need to get with it. You need to get up on things here. Your, your mama didn't let you watch Trash. <laughs> so even though I walk through... I watched a lot of trash. Even though i walk through the darkest valley, I will what? I'll fear no evil, for you are, there he is again, he's with me. And look, his rod and his staff, they do what? They comfort me. So who's leading me? He is. His rod and his staff is right beside me, right? And then he goes on, though, and he says this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my, What? Over top, he's leading, he's at the sides, he's on top, and shoot, it's his ground that I'm walking on. And then he goes on, and the next verse, the last verse, I think it is, it says, surely your goodness and love, your goodness and mercy will follow me all that, oh, so, so then he's behind me. So it was God's goodness and mercy that was chasing the enemy that chased Israel on out of town because God knew that they would get stuck in mediocrity, and they would stay there, and if you don't believe me, the proof is in the fact that once they got across that sea, they hung out for how long? Forty years. Why is that? Because they enjoyed mediocrity, because all of us enjoy mediocrity, because it's comfortable. It's that big, warm, poopy diaper. It's just... It's mine, right? And, it's, it's, it's just, and you're not going to change it. it I know it needs to be changed, but I just don't want to because I'm just comfortable. Now, I've discovered this about everybody. Everybody here has this in common. Everybody here is running from something. Everybody here is running from something. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. Everybody here is running from something. We all have that in common. I'm running from something. I'm not running for something. I'm not a politician. Although sometimes I consider it. How many of y'all do the same thing? So anyway, and I'm like, nope, not gonna do that. I used to try to convince Amanda to run for Commissioner of Revenue up in Virginia because she had just graduated college. Her grandfather had died a few years well, several years before that. And she she was graduated college with a degree in accounting and business. And I was like, You are the person for that job. And she said, No, I'm not running for political office, but it pays at the time, 20 some years ago, $100,000 a year. I said, woman, and she said, man, (laughs) I said, you should run for Commissioner of Revenue because everybody still remembers your grandfather. She said, I don't want to get into all that political stuff. I said, you do the job, I'll do the political stuff. I'll kiss the babies, I'll hold the doors open for the old ladies. I will grab the umbrellas for all the other people getting their heads wet. I will do that part. You just do the job. She said no. Here we are. So, oh, well, one of those things, right? Here's the thing is that one thing we all have in common in this church today is we're all being chased by something. We're being chased by something. It might be fear. It might be anxiety. It might be our imagination. It might be guilt. But all of us have it in common that we're being chased by something and it's the enemy. But behind the enemy is God and in front of the enemy is God and behind me is God and in front of me is God and at the side of me is God and underneath me is God and over top of me is God and flowing out of me is God. My enemy don't stand a chance in this world, because God has surrounded him as much as he has me. And so, if my enemy keeps knocking at my door, it's because God is allowing him to help me move on past what it is. So, chariots coming up behind them, and they're so afraid that they turn back to Moses and they say, Man, mm, man, we'd rather lived in captivity than to die in freedom. It's amazing how looking back can take all your faith right out of you. Suck the faith right out of you when you start looking back. And so to say that, as long as you're looking forward on the next step that God has called you to take, all you'll ever see is the waters parting with every step that you take. do you think about this. Every time they looked forward, God did something great. Every time they looked forward, they seen God's favor. Every time they looked and moved forward, they seen God's miracles. But every time they looked backward, they saw the enemy. Every time they looked backward, they became afraid. Every time they looked backward, they began to question God. Every time they looked backward, they started to doubt the leadership of Moses. But every time they looked forward, they could see the hand of God, but they were so consumed with their enemy that they lost sight of how amazing God is and the things that he was doing. What's God doing in your life right now that you need to stop looking backward and start looking forward and start thanking Him in the midst of your desert for what He's doing right now in your life? You can focus on the enemy, and you can cast the devil out, and you can talk about the devil all day, but tell me about what God's doing. I know what your enemy's doing. I know what he's trying to do. I know what his goal is. But tell me what God is doing right now in your life. That you could stop and give him some praise for. Right? He's parting seas. He's providing when you don't have any provisions. He destroyed your enemy in the midst of the thing that was your barrier called the sea, the very thing that he parted. And I wonder how many of those Israelites were walking through a parted sea on dry ground looking backwards. Instead of going, holy cow! Look at this miracle. Look at what God is doing. They're like, look at that daggone enemy. Look at him. And they're walking backwards through there, keeping an eye on him. And God's saying, daggone it, look at me. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing in your life. So they're running. And before you, you know, here's the thing. Before the wheels the chariots are turning, your faith is dependent. My grandpa used to say this. He said, are you looking where you're going or going where you're looking? It took me a long time to figure out what he meant by that. And what he meant was if you're going where you're looking, that means that you are being led by your vision. If you're looking where you're going, that means you're just responding to what's going on. You understand that? You think about that over the course of today, and you'll find out uh, how, what it is that you're doing. is one of the most dynamic things I think I've ever heard in anybody's life. He had a third grade education, but he had a lot of wisdom. So they're running, and they're running, and they're running here. In the story, they're running, and God, for some reason, allows the chariots to catch up with them. But he doesn't allow them to kill him. Why even let them catch him if you're not going to let them kill? I mean, you know, see, I think that what kills God's children in the area of our faith is never the chariots. It's never the thing that we're afraid of. It's our complacency. It's our complacency that kills our faith see, no weapon, it says, that is formed against me is going to prosper. No chariot formed against me is going to prosper. The thing that I'm afraid of, so afraid of, it's not going to prosper. You know, so it's never the chariots. We have all these things that we're running from or things that are chasing us, and we've all got these things we're worried about. We've all got these things that are catching up with us, yet it's never the chariots that kill you. It's not. It's the complacency. You find me a Christian that's complacent and I'll show you one that's weak in every way. I'd rather move forward than sit still. I'd rather be moving forward and making mistakes in the process than I would be sitting still out of fear. God is in the movement, y'all. He's in the movement and right now he's challenging you and there's people in here that don't know your battles because You don't share your battles with people. You don't want them to know what's chasing you because if they find out what's chasing you, they might not want to be around you, right? But you know, and God's challenging you this morning, and Jesus said, though, to you, he says it to us, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, even if you die, you live. The chariots can't kill you. Chariots can't stop me. Chariots can't stop you. Even if they catch me, God will take their wheels off and throw them in the water. Because that's what he did. See, the speed of the chariot's wheels are no match for the velocity of the ways that God created to drown them. Did you hear me? You're scared of something that's chasing you. But what God is leading them into is not only your deliverance from whatever it is that's chasing you, but it's the destruction of whatever is chasing you. So that from now on, it will be nothing but a memory nothing but a memory. And I wonder how many of us have made it through the sea and now we're letting the memory of what drowned in the sea actually stop us from going forward. God is saying, don't go back and fight a battle that I've already won. Don't go back and keep fighting a battle that I've already, I've already given to you. You need to keep moving. Keep moving forward. Moving forward. Moving forward. Moving forward. I'm reminded of the Toy Story movie. I think it's the very first one. And uh, I think, or the second, I don't know, first, second. I don't know, I get lost in all 16 of them. Where they're looking for a moving buddy. What he says, is everybody got their moving buddies. And everybody's like, yeah, I got their moving buddy. But then some of them had issues, right? I want to ask you today, you got your moving buddy? You see, you can't do this alone. You're trying to move forward all by yourself and you can't do it. You know what you need? You need a moving buddy. And you need a dinosaur or a pig or a little slinky dog thing. I like that one a lot. Uh, or you, need, you know what I'm saying? Or you need Bo Peep or uh, you can go through the list of characters in to- Toy Story. All right? Or you need an astronaut, you know, or something like that. Listen, you can't do this by yourself. You're trying to fight this battle all by yourself. because you don't want anybody to know that you've got issues. And here's the truth is, when I find out people have issues, I feel better about them. But we are constantly trying to withhold our issues from people because we think they're going to think worse of us. But actually, they're thinking that we're probably too good to talk to me. So once we find out that they're not that good, we're like, oh, you're just like me. Wow. So we should be moving buddies. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We should be, oh wow, I mean, we could be moving buddies because God is in the movement. So they escape the chariots, but they die in their complacency. It wasn't the chariots that killed this generation. It was themselves. They killed themselves in complacency. Could you imagine living out all those years Being close to the very promise that God had promised. And God is yearning to give you that promise, but you're choosing to live in complacency every day because you're afraid of going any direction. So you just sit still and you die in complacency. There were some good people that died in complacency because they believed the wrong report. Listen, y'all, this is a big deal. God is in the movement. Your faith is always going to be moving you forward. It will never take you backward. And it will rarely stop and be still. It will always be moving. Because faith without what? Works. Works is movement. It's work. It's effort. It's sweat. It's, equi- it's all those things. Equity. So they escaped the chariots, but they died in their complacency. And that whole generation stopped short when they beheld their next battle. They lost their sense of boldness, and they stopped. And I don't know what chariots are chasing you today, But it can't kill you. Not the true part of you. Not your faith. The only thing that can derail your destiny is your complacency. The only thing that can ever stop this church is if we stop running. As long as the Israelites kept moving, miracles followed. Miracles will always follow a child of God in motion, in motion toward the next step. Miracles, you hear me? Miracles... We're praying for provisions. Meanwhile, we're sitting in our complacency asking God to provide for something that we haven't even entered into yet. And the provision doesn't happen until we actually get there because that's how God works. So we have to move forward in faith believing that God is going to do that very thing to provide the provision for us. But we're sitting in complacency praying that God will provide for us in a season that we haven't entered into because we refuse to enter into that season because we're very happy in the season we're in. I hope y'all got that. Because I can't repeat that because that wasn't in my notes. That's, that's God right there. So it's, it's recorded. So listen, if you're afraid, as long as you show up, even if you doubt, as long as you come back and say, God, I'm staying focused on what's in front of me. I hear the chariots behind me. I hear the enemy coming. But I know it's just a matter of time before you use what is coming against me to gain glory for you and your kingdom because you're all about that. That's why God did it. That's why God allowed it. God works in so many mysterious ways. He allowed them to do that so that he could chase them toward his promise and then also at the same time would get glory for it whenever they all died. All of them died. Now, the Prince of Egypt movie they made years ago showed Pharaoh standing on the other side checking out all the damage that was done. Maybe in the case, I'm not sure, but but nonetheless, I want you to understand that when God destroys an enemy, he destroys an enemy and the only people that keep Uh, fooling with that is ourselves if we keep reliving and rehashing the past that he's delivered us from. You see, he knew if there was nothing chasing them, they wouldn't move. They did better with Egypt on their heels than they did once they were safe from the chariots. So today, I don't want to thank God for the devil, but I want to thank God for using the devil today. I want to thank God that he is absolute, all-powerful, and all-knowing, and that he is in control And that he will use my past, he will use my ignorance, he will use the enemy against me and everything that's chasing me to chase me toward him. And in the process, deliver me from all those enemies. It's so amazing. God is so good. He is so good. And I want to know today, I want you to do this today. I want to challenge you today. If you're on social media today, if you're on social media, some of y'all ain't going to do this for nothing. I'm probably wasting my breath, but oh well, I'm going to say it anyway. I dare you at some point to go on social media today and I want you to share what good thing God is doing in your life right now. Not about something I said. I want to know about you. I want to know about you. And you don't have to tag me in it. It's okay if you do, but you don't have to tag me in it. You don't have to say, well, I better check this one off because the preacher's going to get mad. If he doesn't say. No, this is not about me. This is about you and what God's doing in you and what God's doing for you right now. What is it that you can focus on right now? You keep looking forward. You hear the chariots coming, but the chariots can't kill you. The complacency will kill you. Keep moving forward. Right? God, we thank you today. As you are a God in the movement. And you're the God of us being still too. But God you prove over and over in scripture the numerous times that you allowed people to sometimes rest for a season. But that season would come to an end. And then you would say, get up and go on. Move it, move, move. Throughout the Old Testament, we see constant movement, movement. And God, you're in that movement. Our faith is in that movement. And the day that we stop, the day that we stop, and the only reason I believe that we would stop is that we've looked back so long that we overcome with fear and now it's affecting our future because we're so focused on what's behind us. Help us, God, to see a vision for what it is that you have for us individually as our families, as we sit in here, standing here today, that, God, we see what's in front of us. There's more to this life than working. There's more to this life than the things that we do habitually just to get up and make ends meet and to make things happen each day. And those things can be great, but the thing about it is, God, you've designed us for even more than what we're doing right now. Help us, God, to capture that vision. Help us to move forward and not die in our complacency. That we would not waste our life away dying in fear. Spending years and years of our life just rotting away, wasted. Help us, God. We're going to screw up and we're going to make mistakes. But here's the one thing I know about you, God. You're good with that. You're good with that. You've used some pretty screwed up, messed up people throughout Scripture. And in my life personally, you've used some pretty messed up, screwed up people. And God, a lot of them screwed up more after they come to know Jesus than than before. But God, they kept moving forward. They kept moving forward. Give us the strength and the tenacity today to continue to move forward because God, you're in the movement today. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus' name. thanks again for joining us for today's podcast you can find out more about us at lhchampton.com see you soon